Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 334. My name is Eric Nielsen, and with me today, as always, my co-host, Ryan Johnson. Ryan, how are you doing this week? Hey, Eric. Uh, doing well, doing well. We're nearing VMworld, so a little bit of stress. You got, you got everything, all your tickets booked, your travel ready to go, your hotel got good, managed to yeah. get a hotel somewhere. Oh yeah, are you, got a good, are you, good hotel. Are you, are you in Southern California, or did you actually manage to book one up in Northern California? <laughs> <laughs> I got, I'm at the Hilton. I'm at the Hilton, so I'm good. <laughs> oh, you're good. They got you in the Hilton. I don't know how that happened. I put you on the Do Not Allow in Bay Area list, <laughs> but <laughs> somebody missed that. Um, San Francisco yeah. has a restraining order for me, so. Yeah, that's right. Like, no super nerdy techno guys allowed. Wait a minute. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's, it's a busy time here. Corey, Romero, you're on the call, too. You guys are pretty busy getting the VXPR stuff ready to go? Yeah, getting VXPR ready to go. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, voting is done, and uh, results come out soon. Oh, nice, nice, nice. And the party is scheduled. I know that. I think we're spending a record 40 plus thousand dollars on the party this year so that should be the expert party should be pretty good and it's it's this year it's going to be an event plus a party right so we're going to have some speakers for the first hour and then go into the party afterwards right yep and i believe that we got pat gelsinger to show up as well so that should be should be fun yes we did yes yep that'll be there that'll be great yeah, that's good. And I think uh, our own boss, Jeff Spicer for Digital Media, he runs all of the that He's ahead of VMworld, runs VMworld event, plus he runs uh, branding, plus he runs web, plus he runs all the digital and social. Uh, I report to him, and uh, he'll also be there talking for maybe 10 minutes on where digital is going and why the expert program is important to you know drive innovation and advocacy. So. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, getting getting ramped up. On the show today, uh, we are talking about the hackathon. Uh, we have Josh uh, Gwyther. Gwyther, is that how you say your last name, Josh? Josh yep. on the call. For, we're going to talk about the hackathon. This is going to be the first hackathon we're running at VMworld. And you go, like, does VMware do developer stuff? Is there stuff to hack on? <laughs> and uh, I'm sure Josh is going to tell us absolutely, yes, there is. We got that kind of stuff. So he's on the back half of the hour, but uh, Josh is on the call. Thanks for being with us. And then the first half of the hour is just talking about DevOps. Um, with Corey Romero, we launched a community site this week, and then we have Matthew Brender. Um, Brender Matthew is uh, an expert. I mean, he's a V expert, but he knows a lot about DevOps. So he's fairly well versed in it and the players for DevOps and what it's about. So we'll spend a little bit of time going through, from an outside perspective, what do we think DevOps is and why does it affect our VMware ecosystem? So uh, Matthew, nice. thanks for being on the show. Have you ever been on the show before? Hey, Eric. Yes, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, yep, I've been part of the show a few times in the, 
the John Mark Troyer days back when I was at EMC for a while. And uh, more recently, I'm a developer advocate at Basho, and we're the maintainers and creators of an open source NoSQL database. So a little bit of a switch up topic-wise, and I've learned some DevOps and developer tricks along the way. Uh, excellent, excellent, excellent. So, uh, Ryan, before we jump into DevOps uh, with Matthew, um, are there anything we need to cover from a news perspective? I mean, everybody should get their tickets, and it's not too late to buy buy tickets for VMworld, I think. Um, and, you know, you can probably still get hotels. I was just joking about that. I know some people got hotels in the city as of a few days ago, so I think there's still openings around. What else do we need to communicate to the people out there that are getting ready to come to VMworld? Anything? Not much that I can think of, um, you know, hotel. Other than still, still come, around. Come, to, come, come to your session, book your session. You want to give a plug for whatever your session ID is? Schedule Builder is still up and running. You know, people can oh. still schedule. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Adam, Adam Eckerley and I are doing a session on Thursday. So we have one of the uh, VMware Party hangover sessions. But Thursday, about midday, we're doing ours is um, VMware vSphere Certificates for Mere Mortals. We're going to focus on vSphere 6.0, the certificate lifecycle management with VMCA and VEX and all the ins and outs of vSphere certificates. And we'll actually have a lot of cool, de cool demos that we have polished off today. And now, when you when you yeah. talk when you when you're talking certificates, are you talking about the licenses for your your instance of vSphere, or are you talking about other type of certificates? We're talking about SSL certificates. Uh, SSL certificates, right, 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 right. Encryption yep. certificates for for your VMs, I take it. Uh, for all your interconnections, for your management, for your platform service controller, vCenter, your ESXi host, all the pieces and parts about security and how we're um, achieving better security in vSphere six setup. Oh, cool. All right. Good. Well, uh, that that that's that's awesome. And Corey, we're good on the experts. There's nothing else to talk about. Everybody's going to be there. Um, the parties uh, on VMworld.com. There's a social tab now on the front page. Uh, the events are all listed there. The external calendar events are all listed there. The agenda's all listed there. So if you don't know what you're doing, just go to VMworld.com and start poking around, and you'll see all the you know the parties are there. We're sponsoring um, the what are we sponsoring? We're sponsoring V Flip Cup um, and possibly v Flip Cup one and uh, V Dodgeball. V Dodgeball, right? So, right. and I think we have a team in the V Flip Cup competition, right? Don't we? I think we have VMware has we a have, team and V Experts have a team. Yeah, yep. We've got two teams. The V Expert team is full, and I believe uh, uh, Jarrett on our team is putting together the VMware team. Nice, nice. All right, awesome. So uh, maybe we'll let that go for the younger interns because maybe we'll have a fighting chance. I forget who won last year, uh, but it wasn't us, right? Um, I think we got. I think we made it to the second round. But a really fun event, and all the money goes to charity. There's a lot of charities going on, and if you're interested in donation and giving, uh, I believe the foundation is at VMworld again. If you go to the homepage of VMworld, you can check out what the foundation is doing to give back during San Francisco's uh, event. They actually do have a uh, give back event going on. Last year it was flying airplanes. Uh, I don't know what it is this year, but I think it's listed on the site. So we are doing give back stuff. Anything else? Okay, we'll we'll, we'll move into uh, DevOps. So, um, Matthew, thanks for being on the show. Uh, why don't you tell us? So you you gave us a little highlight of who you are. You worked at EMC. Um, how did you get into learning a little bit about DevOps? 
Well, really, I just felt like something was wrong with our jobs. Uh, to be totally honest and make it pretty personal up front, um, I think IT, uh, I just know so many people that were either stuck in a storage organization or a networking organization and have something along the lines of a dead pig of code thrown over to them and they have to maintain the infrastructure behind it. Uh, and you know, through the usage of Twitter, uh, you, you tend to learn whether you mean to or not if you're doing it right. And I just kept seeing things pop up like the Lean Startup from Eric Rise and then Jez Humble talking about what DevOps is over at Chef. And you know, if you start digging around, you, you really learn that there's a totally different value proposition uh, in the way that we can articulate what technology does for a business and the way we deliver services. And ever since I've read about it, I, it's really changed the way I articulate the value of enterprise IT. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, it it took me a uh, you know about a month or two to get my head around what is DevOps. So if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes and you're 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 curious what DevOps is, the best I can describe it as um, click one click deployment um, of you know this is this is really a, an elevated two minute elevator pitch, which is one click deployment tools tools to actually um, build, test, uh, validate code bases and then send them off into your data center for deployment on vSphere or other the virtual platforms. And these tools that are out there, there are some market leaders in the tools, whether it be Puppet, Chef, Jenkins, Ansible, where these are tool vendors that have come up with these tools that basically eliminate the need for scripts and um, process and a lot of overhead to be able to take your nightly builds from your code base, whether you're using agile development or whether you're doing weekly or monthly, whatever it is, and you know, use these tools to automate that process of deployment. Is that like a good elevator pitch or am I missing pieces? That's the tool part. Is there a piece that you would quantify from a re-engineering your organization that you want to Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know the audience, so I don't want to overemphasize the kind of soft skill side. I got into DevOps mostly because um, I was really annoyed that I had to manage an infrastructure of uh, about 100 virtual machines for a testing rig um, at a previous employer, and I didn't want to log in to each of these VMs by hand. Uh, so I started playing around with Puppet, Chef, and then I found Ansible, and I found that to be the easiest to kind of figure out and script some uh, communication across all these nodes from a, single, uh, from a single line. So the configuration management portion of it is what attracted me to it, but uh, I really like this definition that I found that uh, DevOps is about flow and continuous improvement, not about specific solutions. So to implement DevOps, you need to learn about how to map your value stream, which is a bit of a loaded term, but we can unpack that, and identify the constraints within it um, and then continually improve upon that. And then there are some social principles on top of that. So it really is a perfect storm of social change inside the IT organization complemented by new tool sets that allow you to see your infrastructure more as code and less as a bunch of unique snowflakes that you have to mend all the time yourself. Right, right, that makes sense. Some of this I feel like, I know this stuff has been around there, but some of it is also filled, it seems like it's been enabled by cloud computing where developers actually had the freedom to just make their own choices you know, by using Amazon and now Azure and now Google and even VMware with vCloud Air in that if you're 
deploying out to the cloud, you get the choice to decide how you want to deploy, when you want to deploy. And so these tools, you know, started cropping up to actually also help that problem of if you're free to deploy anywhere in uh, the cloud, then you're free to just decide how you want to do it, what's the best practices and policies for doing that. And then these tools have helped to automate that because a lot of these engineers are just one-off engineers building something and then deploying it out into cloud services. Is that part of this ecosystem, the, the, the notion that these tools actually also give you structure for deploying out in the cloud? Sure. I mean, with, without a doubt, I'd say that uh, you have to think of the speed at which you're bringing value to whatever organization you're a part of. And the fact that I, as an individual developer somewhere, I didn't have to roll my own hardware, configure it, get the OS up and running, configure the database, but instead I just, you know, uh, load an AMI from Amazon and then spin up a service on top of that uh, with a couple scripts and then let the build be managed through GitHub in, and push that into Jenkins. I mean, the, the hands-off nature of the operations portion gives a developer this kind of ability to both kind of conceptualize something and immediately deploy it. And by deploying it quickly, you are able to, you know, fail fast and often is a phrase you hear quite often. And you're able to start getting immediate results from things as opposed to have it stuck somewhere as a work in progress along the way. Right. So, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. So cloud, Cloud's definitely a part of it, but uh, what I love about the story's evolution, especially the way VMware is going with it, is is seeing that it is that that combination of culture and technology, and that uh, your infrastructure isn't just this latent cost inside an organization, but it's actually a collection of expertise of of people and product that uh, allows you to continue to improve faster and more efficiently. Right, and uh, you know, we mentioned some of the big tools out here, Chef, Jenkins, Ansible. Um, a lot of them now are announcing and releasing um, tools for vSphere, right, modules for vSphere. So it, it'll actually do all of this and plug it right into vSphere, right into your data center, as opposed to out into the cloud, right? So I know we work with Puppet and Chef, and they're, they're, they're talking about their next rev of their plug-in infrastructure for the tools. And so even though it's, I think it you know, got momentum for deployment into the cloud and reinvigorating and this perfect storm of, of agile development also being a, 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 a tenant of this, um, this movement, but also then being able to deploy it into vSphere seems to be another tenant, which then this, these three legs, which is cloud, uh, agile development, and then your data center deploying it in, uh, has actually enabled all of this to start happening. Right. And, sure, and, sure. Yeah, it's, I'd say yeah. the combo of on-premises and cloud, the, the hybrid model is uh, without a doubt what people are interested in these days. Um, what, it might be helpful to separate out a couple of the technologies because uh, there are two core ones that I want to emphasize based on what we talked about. And you have configuration management, the sort of repeatable builds of environments um, re regardless of their operating system. Uh, so that you spin up your application stack from database to, to you know, Java service uh, in the exact same way using actually code written in mul one of multiple languages. Um, and that's what Chef, Puppet, and Ansible are enabling you to do, as well as Salt and a couple others out there. 
Uh, and then separately, when, when you're building any application worthwhile, you build uh, a, a package out of it. Uh, so you want to deploy that, and then you want to trigger tests off of that. So Jenkins and its competitors like Travis uh, are continual integration platforms that allow you to deploy code um, or upon check-in of new code, actually uh, deploy a build and also begin a test suite to start validating that your code is working as designed, as opposed to having some sort of wait time between you know, a developer coding something and then your QA team picking it up. You can automate those connections and allow people to do more skilled labor. Right. That makes, that makes sense. There are definitely subtleties between the different tools and how they're applied. Um, I know we were talking uh, earlier before the show on, you know, whether, whether these tools are, you know, just is there a DevOps role for a person to become a DevOps engineer or whether this is an entire process and an architecture, architecture and re-enabling re your developers to kind of get around the entire Sarbanes-Oxley uh, limitation uh, where we even look at our applications and how long it takes to deploy our applications uh, in the traditional sense. Um, we've moved out to almost three months where we have to start scheduling to get our applications deployed at VMware, uh, where, where with this technology now and you're building it in the process, you can do actually continue, continuous agile development and deployment on our platforms. And so I think there's a little bit of a role where you can manage the tools and it's also this whole, you know, ecosystem of changing the way you're doing development and deployment. So pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. fascinating. I, I would I would add to that that um, you know, there still are two distinct jobs that are going to remain separate. Developers, the sort of developers that are designing applications, don't have to now become operations engineers and our sort of IT operations engineers, they don't have to go be developers. Operations has been writing code forever. That's every config file, every shell script, every PowerShell is code. Um, but what they're doing now is thinking about how is it deployed and using different tool sets to get it from point A to point B. Uh, and I, right. I think that that is really interesting to remember that we're not asking operations engineers to become front-end developers. We're just asking them to attempt to understand what's going to happen and how they're going to do it and leverage code in a more systematic way than they're previously used to um, because right. that will help, help translate between the two departments. So on the, on the note of speakers, I guess there's – there's one other thing before we drill into the speakers uh, for the uh, the DevOps program at VMworld, which is which is happening during VMworld Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, but before we drill uh, completely into that, there is this whole notion of Docker and cloud native uh, technologies, and you know, looking at uh, minimal minimized OSs for deployment. Um, and VMware announced uh, a minimal OS uh, called Photon and do you know much about that, or do you want me to talk a little bit about why developers are now able to choose different payloads, uh, and this is kind of changing the technology choices you can use when you're deploying uh, into DevOps environments? Um, do you know much about that, or do you want me to just continue on talking about why? why I don't know. I don't know much about any of this stuff, but I've definitely heard right. uh, a decent about it, uh, a decent right. deal when it comes to containers. And to kind of angle it in the DevOps angle that we're talking about, it really it's back to that core definition of enabling a faster development to operations value stream. 
So the faster you can deploy, the faster you can figure out if your code actually works, the faster you add value, or, or the faster you iterate. It's, uh, right. And containers and then, are lightweight. Yeah. And as what I think what has happened in the industry is as developers are then starting to do more DevOps where you're develop, uh, per, deploying into cloud environments, um, they were free then to make technology choices that were not dictated by IT, right? So, you know, we run LAMP, you know, Linux, Apache, MySQL, PHP, but, and then we put it on vSphere, right, and win the VM. But when you, were when you start doing developer development and you're deploying out into cloud environments, um, they were free to actually then build on technology they needed, wanted to build on. Some of the cloud environments actually charge for the amount of disk space you're using for your application. And so when developers started looking at, you know, how could they containerize or how could they build their application, minimalize it, uh, minimalize it for deployment time, but also minimalize it for footprint time, then these stripped-down OSs, right, became popular, and then Docker allowed you to embed the, the needed OS technology for your app in a Docker container or in a Docker payload so that instead of deploying a two or three gigabyte OS, that then you had to configure and put your, deploy your app on top of it, why don't you just deploy a very small OS, like a 400 meg OS, right, and only pay for that storage, and then pull the needed drivers and OS components down from Docker, right, for only what you needed for that app. So maybe you would have a total footprint of 600 meg versus a three gigabyte CentOS or Red Hat OS that's all one big uh, uh, distribution. So that's kind of where then developers in defining what was going to deploy through DevOps, they could actually choose technologies and then containers started to become a relevant uh, way to deploy these micro OSs with Docker in, into different cloud environments. So that's where that's happening. And in VMworld, we're kind, of, we're kind of offering not only the industry deployment tools in the sessions that we're talking about, Ansible, Chef, Puppet, Jenkins, but also then what technologies does VMware offer to allow you to deploy into a safe, secure, robust uh, infrastructure um, for, for, your, for your application. And so I think that's where if you hear about cloud-native uh, apps and the, the design of building cloud-native apps, they're really talking about those technology choices that could be deployed out into either a VM, into a container running on a VM, or into a container that's cached inside of vSphere, like uh, what we talked about uh, with Project Bonneville uh, a few weeks ago on the podcast. Um, yeah. Does that sound right? Is that a good uh, kind of high-level yeah. art articulation of what's happening? Yeah. I mean, this, this is this is Josh, and then part of the hackathon, we're going to include some container technology as well. But I think, you know, that's going to be the the interesting conversation we have at VMworld, specifically probably Kit talking about it as part of the one of the keynotes for the the DevOps program is, right. you know, right. the microservices, the container abstraction layers really caught on with the DevOps and the development world for you know. Agile and bringing services up up very very quickly. I think the race is going to be in the management of those containers to make sure they're resilient for production workloads. Seems to be I one of the questions I get these days. That. Yeah, you know it's interesting, and in, in when you see Photon, and because the reality is, and this reminds me a lot of you know my DevOps days as a customer years ago with with JVMs and JREs that. At a smaller scale, you made it very, very portable. Um, at the same time, you can get yourself in some trouble with 
a bunch of different containers that represent a distributed app, but logically, but physically reside on a single server or a single OS, you know, representing a, a single point of failure in a production environment. So exactly the, right. So we're making yeah. deployment so much easier onto physical nodes, though. And at the end of the day, if the physical nodes better be redundant and our software better be distributed in a way where high availability is still guaranteed or they're going to go out like a light bulb. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense why we're getting into this phase as far, you know, if you really, if you want insight into the management of the microservices, these containers, um, you need to have hooks into the operating system. Otherwise, it just looks like, you know, one giant OS with a bunch of different services running. And to separate the services or invoke any type of distribution or security, you need to see into the, the virtual networking construct and the communication between those microservices. So Photon makes a lot of sense when you think about that way in conjunction with Bonneville that, you know, having an operating system is key so then we can then manage and, and migrate those microservices to make sure that we're moving those into production. But resilient, just like we do at the VM, from a VM perspective today. Right, right. Yeah, makes sense. So in the, in the note of speakers, and we before we transition off into what our hackathon is going to be, which you're giving people a little exposure into that right now. Um, Matthew, what, um, if, if you look at uh, peering at DevOps at VMworld, which is VMworld.com, uh, and then just choose programs and select DevOps at VMworld, you'll see that we have speakers, we have keynote speakers. Uh, and, and if you look, we obviously have uh, Kit Colbert for Cloud Native going to kick it off because he spent a lot of time talking about cloud native and deployment technologies. Uh, we have a special guest that day, Steve Herod, uh, which if you guys all know about Steve, Steve's going to be there at DevOps Day. He's going to speak. He is a, a general partner at uh, a company called, uh, he's a managing director at General, general Catalyst Partners. He invests in enterprise infrastructure startups, so he's going to talk about why they're investing in DevOps companies, right? So if you guys all are familiar with Steve, he's going to be back. He's going to be talking at VMworld. He's going to be at the DevOps program talking um, in the afternoon. Um, but uh, Matthew, what do you think of the other speakers? Jez Humble, Andrew Schaefer, have you heard of these guys? <laughs> yeah, that's an understatement. Uh, I, I have to say anyone who's excited about VMworld or uh, is curious whether they should be showing up to these events, I highly recommend Googling both these gentlemen. Uh, Jez just recently was on the cloudcast.net, which is another great podcast. And he, uh, he goes into what he believes uh, to be DevOps and the culture behind it, as well as the technology as it's evolving. Great speaker. And Andrew Schaefer, uh, you cannot watch any of his presentations just once and learn from it. You have to hear it at least two or three times because he's just ahead of his time He's been talking about these things uh, at Puppet for years now, and now he's over at Pivotal building the next generation of, of cloud-native work. So uh, it's a great lineup. I, I'm looking forward to seeing them. Yeah, I, 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 am, I am excited too. I mean, VMware definitely has some pull in this space. Obviously, we run the data center, so they were all interested in getting in front of our practitioners uh, who you know, will, will need to learn some of this stuff as the industry matures. And so we think this is a great way to, to bring these big speakers in and bring people up to speed on what DevOps is and get them exposure into this ecosystem. And then Matt Stein um, from Pivotal, but he really has spent a lot of time writing code, and he's going to come talk about microservices. 
and his microservices architecture and what he's learned about building microservice applications. Uh, so he's on day three, which is a Wednesday, which ends up being there's this three-day agenda. And day three is double-backing to be not only DevOps, but we're focusing on developers as well, which is why we have Matt, who talks about microservices, knows about DevOps, has written a couple books on it, um, and we've done a deal with O'Reilly to, to publish his, his, his books. Uh, but uh, he also knows a lot about microservices. He's definitely a, a coder kind of guy. And that's because on day three, which is Wednesday, will be uh, what we're calling also developer day, where we're going to focus on bringing more developers into the fold and learning some of this as well, because you can't really have a good DevOps program without having developers also part of the mix. Uh, so that we can mix and have discussions and uh, get exposure from the, the DevOps perspective and the developers perspective and the microservices and the cloud native uh, apps um, world and kind of bring these people together and have those conversations, which is going to be developer day, which transi transitions us nicely into what uh, Josh is here to talk about, which is the developer day hackathon that we're also going to be running. So before we transition to that, Matt, Matt uh, are you going to, or Matthew, are you going to uh, VMware this year, VMworld? I actually just decided I'm going to send myself there. Yep. So uh, just at the point of figuring out logistics of flight and, uh, and hotel, but I will be there at least on Wednesday or Sunday for some Brown bag and Wednesday for the Geek Whisperers podcast. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that'll be good. And there is, um, if you're coming for a Wednesday for Developer Day, if you want to be part of the Developer Day, uh, you can get a Developer Day pass for the day. Uh, if you register for Developer Day, they are giving away passes for that Wednesday, which are full conference passes for that day. You can go see all the developer sessions, and you can come be part of the hackathon. Uh, you can come be part of the DevOps uh, community. And if you're part of the hackathon, you might even be able to get a party pass. So there you go. So keep that in That's mind. That's exciting. Excellent. Looking forward yeah. to seeing you all there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. You can hang out here and jump in if you want to, and we'll transition to Josh. Um, before we transition to Josh, I'll do one thing. Corey, we also, before we get into the hackathon, we, uh, we, we released a new community focused on DevOps, uh, devops.vmware.com, right? Yes, we did, yeah. Yes, we did. Uh, and it's out, and as part of that, that site, you can, you can become a member of that site. Uh, you can see other members, and we expose their Twitter IDs. So we're actually building a DevOps community. Is that what we're trying to do there? Yes, uh, yeah, absolutely. Build a, build a full DevOps community conversations. We've got forms. Like you mentioned, we've got the people page. Uh, when, you, when you sign up, you can go and edit your profile, add your Twitter handle. Pretty cool. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, nice. And we have links into GitHub projects for DevOps, so Pivotal, Chef, Jenkins, Ansible. Uh, we kind of expose what projects are out there that people are working on. So if you want to follow the technology, it's not just about VMware solutions. We're actually aggregating up all the, the vendor ecosystem solutions as well, and then link off into vendor content as well, right? So it's, it's not just focused on VMware solutions. Right, yeah, exactly. Yep, it's, it's focused on all, all types of different solutions, yeah. Right, and uh, and then okay, so so Josh, speaking of DevOps.vmware.com, that's the place that we we have a lot of content there. We also have registering for the hackathon. So Josh, welcome to the show. 
why don't you take a minute and tell us a little about about yourself? How long have you been with VMware and the VMware ecosystem? Uh, who are you? Yeah, sure. Um, Josh Weiter, I'm a staff engineer for the vCloud Air Group. I've actually been with uh, VMware for five years in November. Prior to that, I was with uh, EMC for about four years, four and a half years. I ran the virtualization practice for the central division at EMC. And then prior to that, I was a customer for 10 years with uh, Discover Card, a branch of Morgan Stanley. So all these, these DevOps conversations bring back memories of all the, the different roles I've played within IT organizations over the years. Right, right, right. Very familiar to you. Yeah, that's that's great. And uh, and you're you're actually out on the out on the West Coast, um, down in San Diego, I believe. Right. Um, so Los, um, Los Angeles. No, Los Angeles. Oh, very nice, very nice. That's a short short hop. Um, so we're doing a hackathon. So I'm told. Yeah. Right? Uh, and, and this was yeah. this was your this was your brainchild. How did you come up with the idea? Well, yeah, what is it? This is actually I proposed this actually two years ago. <laughs> So it's something uh, I'd, I'd been passionate about for a while. You know, we, we've been talking about DevOps, and you know, over the, over the years, as you've seen this um, progression of software and the developer world just kind of driving IT decisions and really driving the business. You know, there's been a ton of articles about software eating the world, and it really is the, you know a differentiator in the, the value add for most companies these days. So. As myself with a traditional infrastructure background, over the last few years, I've gotten much more heavily involved in actual development, software development. And you know, it's been hugely advantageous to my career, and it also gives me an insight to why things like DevOps, microservices, some of these different platforms are so advantageous to a developer and why it's so attractive. So one of the things that you know, I wanted to do you know, a couple of years ago was attract more developers to VMworld, exactly what we're doing now two years, ago, two years ahead. Um, so I, you know, I, I, it's funny because I, I closed the hackathon two years ago. It really does show the evolution of, of us as a company at VMware. When I closed it two years ago, this was right when vCloud Air, it wasn't even vCloud Air at the time, it was VCHS, um, was being launched at VMworld. Um, when I posed the hackathon, the first question I got was, <laughs> what is a hackathon? And you know, we don't want people trying to break into to vCloud Air, you know, because it was, the mindset was hacking <laughs> security. Yeah, yeah, they, they thought it was a security uh, DevCon kind of, kind of, kind yeah, of event. That's, exactly. that's really funny. Right. So, you know, the first thing I had to do was explain what a hackathon was. And then, you know, unfortunately back then, you know, two years ago when we were first launching the service, we were a subscription-based service, and it made it very difficult for the general populace just to jump onto the platform and give it a try. You know, fast forward two years uh, today, we now have a credit card swipe on demand, and we can we're supplying actually free credit when people sign up for the hackathon. Um, so, so I, you know, I posted again this year, knowing that we had the on-demand, and we're in a much better position to actually have the hackathon this year. And it just so happened that it fell in perfect to this DevOps track, the developer DevOps tracker put together in VMworld. So really what it is, is it's a chance for developers and our traditional um, customer base to get their hands on vCloud Air and have a little fun with it more than anything else. Really, you know, just to, without the constraints of, of, of the company they're working for, to just go ahead and create and have a little bit of open competition um, on the actual platform. And, uh, and the way I posed it, and when you go out to the website, you'll see a few, there's two different ways you can participate in the hackathon. Because I think anybody um, that's been to VMworld over the years, and this will be, I believe, my ninth VMworld um, going to, knows that traditionally the core audience 
that we have is much more infrastructure focused. We come from the data right. and we're more, much more focused on servers and networking and storage than we are actually in development and you know, code, cutting code. So when sure. I first thought, of, thought about this, what I didn't want to do is pose a traditional hackathon like you would see at software shops and have two or three people participate because it's just not the skill set of our traditional customer. But at the same right. time, I did want to open that up. So what I did is I created two different tracks. So for the hackathon, you, and starting today, you can go sign up for the hackathon, and you can enter the open competition. And the open competition is, is just what you would expect from a traditional software development hackathon. It is, you've got to use vCloud Air. That's the one stipulation. You're using our infrastructure as a service. But other than that, you're free to drop, produce whatever type of code you want. And on that Wednesday during the day, you can come in and get any last-minute help with the application you've been developing or any questions you may have on the infrastructure as a service. And then you'll be judged against the panel based on some certain criteria, creativity, complexity, um, usefulness. And the winners can get some cool prizes, and we'll talk about the prizes in a second. But that, you know, and that track is focused primarily on, on you know, the people that know how to, to, how to cut code, your traditional hackathon. But I did want right. to make it and fun and open it up to our traditional, which, you know, customers. Yeah, which, well. which, 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 by the way, is like all six of us listening to the show right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm dangerous, but I'm not efficient. I guess is the way I look at it from a coding perspective. So yeah, and I, I want to have I want to have some fun with it. So what I did is I developed. We're going to have a second way to participate, and that's going to be more of the hackathon defender challenges. So what I've done is I've put together uh, a number of tasks that you have to accomplish within the vCloud Air. Um, those tasks aren't going to be unveiled until that Wednesday. And the tasks start simple to get familiar with the platform, and they ramp up in difficulty till you, know, you, you reach, reach the, what we call a, a black belt of the vCloud Air at the hackathon. So I've had a little fun with it, and what I did is I you know, followed the, the martial arts theme of belts and colors. So when you, you come in and you, and you want to participate in the hackathon, you're not a developer, go to the, you know, do the vCloud Air challenges. You'll come in at 9 a.m. I'm actually going to kick off the day and talk about, you know, how this is going to work and, and the different tools you can use, and then I'll unveil these challenges. So it'll start, I'll give you guys a little hint, anybody listening. It starts very, very simple, like, you know, to earn your white belt, you deploy a server into vCloud Air. Yeah, actually, yeah, I'm looking at the page right now, the registration page, and they have they have whitelisted, which is deploy a VM, and then everything else is grayed out, except the black <laughs> has migrate a VM from vCenter to vCloud Air, which sounds pretty hard. Well, it depends. it depends on how familiar. I mean, the effort's going to be in that part, and there'll be some other black belt challenges too, but the effort will be in trying to produce or get to a vCenter environment, you know, install vCloud Connector, have a workload, you know, provisioned on you know, either on prem on your laptop, whatever it may be, and then migrate right. into vCloud Air. Right. So it's going to be fun. So throughout the day, you know, you can you can drop in and see the list of challenges and start hacking away on them. Either in the hang space, you want to hang out and have some food and drinks and, and chit chat with all the the vCloud Air SEs, or you know, if you want to go ahead and work on those on your own, come back and we'll validate it with our proctors, and you'll get a bunch of agent. So every task that you achieve, you'll get a different prize. And so as the, the tasks get more difficult, the prizes get better. Um, so it's, sure. it's going to be a lot of fun. Sure. I mean, you know, that, and then, like I said, for the open competition, um, that's where the prizes get really cool. 
Um, so we've got, you know, the first first place prize. Um, we get what we call we're calling the V Rock Star, I believe. Um, right. You get back, backstage passes to the concert. You get to meet the band. You get a, an autographed guitar, um, a new laptop, along with some other prizes. And then we also have some really good prizes like GoPros, that sort of thing, for second and third place. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I'm keeping the prizes under wraps for the uh, the the challenges. So you know, you'll have to come to my session or drop by the hang space to see once you've uh, signed up for the the Be Caught Air challenges to see what the prizes are. But they're really cool, and there's a few that are very very unique that I think there are going to be a lot of people that are going to want. It's going to be a one time only, <laughs> right? One time only prize you're ever going to be able to achieve there. Right. So in the in the in the DevOps space, I'm looking at the agenda for day three, which is the developer day. Uh, on that agenda on VMware.com, you can go there and look at programs. And there's the developer day that takes you into the third day agenda, or you can look at DevOps, look at all three days, and then the third day agenda is the developer day. Uh, it does have a hackathon sign up here. There's a link on that site. Uh, and I noticed that Matt Stein is speaking before at 8:30 in the morning. It kicks off, and then you speak peak at 9 a.m. to get everybody going. And uh, if you haven't already gotten your uh, vCloud Air uh, account, that, that'll give you a little bit of time to get your vCloud Air spun up uh, so that you can start working on, on some of the belts as, as you're there for the day. Uh, and then prizes. And I think there is going to be beer in the afternoon. They're going to have a, a DevOps a microbrewery presenter talk about how they brewmaster beer, and then they've got kegs of beer in the afternoon while judges go, judging is going on, right? Um, <laughs> yep, it's perfect. Get everybody in the right mindset right before they have to go present their application and the judges. <laughs> now, there's a lunch talk. Maybe you can talk to me a little bit about why we're doing a lunch talk with, uh, and the subject seems to be awesomeness with Bitnami during yeah. Hackathon. What's that about? Well, it's pretty cool. I mean, I'm going to address a little bit of Bitnami in the beginning, but it's it's perfect fit for what we're trying to accomplish with the hackathon. So, yeah, I don't know if everybody's familiar with Bitnami, but Bitnami um, is a service that allows you to deploy prepackaged, let's say, application suites onto all the different popular uh, third-party public clouds, including vCloud Air. So, you know, for very from a very simplistic standpoint, say you want to you want to have a WordPress blog out on Bicot Air, you can log into Bitnami, sign up for an account. It's free. Um, select, select a WordPress uh, application suite. Um, uh, incorporate that into your Bicot Air account. So you give it the, your credentials and the, the specific location of your Bicot Air account. And then with a push button, uh, the image gets um, deployed out into Bicot Air. And within a few minutes, you've got the, a nice WordPress blog site running up at Bicot Air. So I, right. I liken it. And it's kind of the um, the Cliff Notes version to accomplish a lot of the tasks you're going to see. You can do it all on your own, right? If you have maybe you're a Ubuntu guy and you want to deploy a Apache, or you're a Microsoft guy and want to do IIS to get a web server up and running, have at it. Um, if you want the Cliff Notes, Bitnami is the way to go. Finance, create an account, push a button, deploy WordPress, you're up and running pretty quickly too. And I'm actually I should also stress that. Bitnami also lets you just deploy the same payload right onto your Mac, right onto your uh, your Windows to do dev on your local machine, and then you can mm -hmm. also then grab that payload payload which you've deployed on your local machine from Bitnami, and then deploy it right into vCloud Air. So I know I have the same exact uh, payload that was on my Mac that I was doing dev on, 
now deployed into vCloud Air, right? So that's the, for me, that's the beauty of Bitnami is this notion that I just have all my stacks, LAMP and MAMP and PAMP and all these ones just at my fingertips that I can deploy on my local machine to do my dev. And then when I want to deploy it out into, into cloud production, I just, I just do the same exact thing, right? Yep. Is that, that's part of that functionality. So that brings me to the, uh, if you're coming to DevOps Day uh, or DevOps Days, the three-day, or you're coming to Developer Day, you can get the free pass, but you absolutely have to bring your machine to VMworld, right? This is not going to be very useful for you if you don't bring your own machine. Yeah, yeah. The requirement for all these workshops and the hackathon is you got to bring your own laptop. We'll provide the yeah. wireless. You provide the workstation. Right, and we do have you know high speed wireless just for the DevOps area. Right, you'll get a, an access code, uh, and then you'll get online, and we have power bars, and we have a table environment. Right, so you can you're not this is not really a team environment. I guess you can have you know one or two people help you with your hackathon, but you're going to have to split the prizes somehow. Like we'll bring a hacksaw. You can you can pack up your GoPro into three pieces if you have a team. <laughs> uh, if you win, um, but but at the same time, I think we're going to have a couple extra. So we're trying to target this at you know a small team environment. It's not your traditional hackathon, but um, but then but then you have to have your machines to do any of this work, right? So yeah, be yeah. aware if you're listening to this. We're going to have to market that out. So if you're a V expert listening to this call. And you want to do us a favor, you know, tweet out about the DevOps program, tweet out about Developer Day, tweet out about free passes for Developer Day, uh, but then also tweet out, bring your machine. Because a lot of these people now that come to VMworld, they bring iPads because they're lightweight and happy to walk around. Um, yeah. And that's not going to really work so well if you come in your provision just with an iPad, right? I mean, you might be able to do some of this, but I don't think you're going to do much. Um, because a lot I'd be of these guys are good. Bonus yeah, points point if you do it on an iPad. <laughs> right. If you can, yeah, we should have it. We should have that. Right. Like being able to <laughs> do it all on an iPad at the same time or on your phone. Um, I, I feel sorry for anybody that's doing that. Um, so the idea between most of this is that you're learning stuff and you're provisioning down to your machine. Bitnami and all the workshops on Pepit, Jenkins, Chef, Ansible, is that you're installing stuff. I think we're giving out an 8-gig chip to anybody that shows up uh, in the area to do a workshop. You get a chip with all of the downloadable bits that you would need to do the workshops already installed on the 8-gig chip, and then you get to walk away with that chip. It's your chip. Yay for you. You get a free 8-gig chip. Yeah. But then you get all this all the stuff that you can install to do the various workshops and learn and configure so that you're walking away having not only you know learned mentally, but also learned physically how to get this stuff set up and configured on your own machines and walk away. So you definitely need a machine to be able to write code, deploy into vCloud Air. What happens, I got a question for you, if I got a vCloud Air account, but I've maxed out my free $300 VM coupon that I get when I set up my vCloud Air, are you guys going to have some coupons there for the poor one or two guys that have already set up the vCloud Air account and burned through their $300 free stuff? Yeah, well, we've done a couple things. So we, we doubled the credit. So right now, if you go and sign up, you're going to get 600 bucks. So that'll help. And and oh, nice, honestly, nice. And, unless you're running something pretty intense, six hundred dollars yeah. is quite a bit of credit for the next two weeks. So yeah. you know, we'll yeah. we'll ha we we definitely have some some uh, right. some. Uh, I did some I did uh, I did yeah yeah I, I, pretty good. 
I did the math on the calculation to see how long three hundred dollars uh, with a minimum VM, a four a four gig VM with uh, with with you know four gig of memory, like the minimum VM that you can set up on vCloud Air. And I think that with three hundred dollars running at twenty four by seven, having the VM spun up, I think it lasted like eleven months if I had the minimal configuration. <laughs> so yeah. if you guys are giving six hundred dollar coupons, you should be able to get a VM for almost a year, right? Um, fairly comfortably. And I think you also give one free IP address, public IP address. So if you want, obviously you need to publish your IP address to get people into the server. You need SSH in. But I believe that part of that is not only a $600 credit, but you also get one free IP address. Well, it can be, it can be more. I mean, it basically you can use whatever you want. It just goes against the $600 credit. So you can have one VM. You can have 10 VMs if you wanted to. You can have multiple right. IPs. You just got to keep right. track of your spend on those services. You know, right, right. Yeah, you absolutely can use that credit for any service that's there, and including extra IP addresses. But I believe they allow you to use one IP address where they don't bill you against your credit. Just saying. Yeah. I think I think that's the way that works. The other, thing the, too, the, yeah. the other thing too, I wanted to, I wanted to bring up on the call though is for the hackathon, not the developer day, not the, the, the DevOps. They, right. But for the right. hackathon specifically, um, we have uh, limited seating. So right uh, now we're, right. we're targeting 100 participants. So if you're interested in the hackathon, I would highly suggest signing up today or as soon as possible, um, because I think, you know, if anything, this is our first year, right? So we're definitely going right. to. I think it's going to be a lot bigger over the next the next few years. But this year, we right. wanted to make sure it was a, the best experience possible, being our inaugural year, and figure out you know, if there's any uh, hurdles or hiccups that we have. We, you know, we want to make sure it's, it's, it's as uh, a fun as an event as possible. So there is limited seating for the hackathon. So if you're interested, right. you know, sign up today. And at the end of the day, I, I just think it's, I, I'm excited because I think it's going to be a lot of fun, so I, regardless of how, how uh, how versed of a developer you think you are, or even you know if you're if, you know, uh, right. DevOps infrastructure focused, I would highly recommend signing up right now because I think it's going to be a now, really good time. Yeah. Now, also, this is in the hackathon thing. It's also a learning experience. So, if you haven't used vCloud Air much and you want to take some time to learn how to do this, and you sign up, you're you're going to have some proctors around helping people, right? You know learn yep. how to do things, right? So these belts are kind of like your 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 learning belts where you become a white, a yellow, a, you know, an orange, a, black, a brown, a black, uh, in that you're going to actually have people helping people make it to that next level of things to do too, right? So I think that's pretty cool in that you have like almost an all-day workshop environment where people can learn a little bit more about uh, vCloud, vCloud Air. Is yeah, that accurate? Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. You know, there'll be proctors, which will basically be members of my team walking around, uh, answering any questions, helping out. It's, and it's similar to a hands-on labs, but there's no right way to do it. You know, you're accomplishing a task, and that's why we've got you know some of the the most versed vCloud Air guys and girls in the company being there as proctors to kind of guide you along. You know, but it's you know the nice thing too is that every little task you accomplish there's also a reward. You know, so. You're getting prizes along the way. Uh, there'll be beer at the end of the day. It's, uh, it's going to be some music. You know, right. lots of fun accomplishments, lots of fun stuff on stage. Right. So I think it's going to be a really good time. Yeah, and if you happen to be coming on the free developer pass uh, for the day, I mean, you get to go to VMworld. You also can um, you can move into um, 
You can go to the sessions. So we have developer sessions on all the technologies from cloud native to a little bit of DevOps uh, during that Wednesday day. So if you want to do some hackathoning and then you want to get out and pick up a couple sessions, those are also listed on the, on the site. So you can see what sessions are happening that Wednesday. And that free badge that you get will get you into all those sessions as well. So it's a win-win across the board. It doesn't cost you anything. You can come, you can hack, you can learn some stuff, you can go see some cool sessions. And then if you're part of the hackathon, I think you can also there's, I think we're going to have party party passes, right? So you can go watch the party. And I forget who's playing at the party, but it's at the Giant Stadium, and it's going to be mm -hmm. fun. You can be down on the be down on the on the on the baseball field, uh, watching. Who is it? I forget who. It's the Neon is. Trees, the Neon Trees, and the Alabama Shakes. Both really good bands. So it's a big event. Right. Right. So somewhere like the the Price is Right would say, and that's a hundred and fifty dollar value. <laughs> Like yeah, it's great. We're we have a little little beer pre-party, and then you know right. the hackathon rolls right into the, the concert event. So it should be a good time. And hey, uh, you're going to be there. You're going to be speaking. Uh, that'll be cool. We got Matt Stein in the morning. That'll be cool. I mean, one of their, their biggest challenges we got to reach out to some some budding engineers out there and make sure they're aware of it so they can come down and learn a little bit about vCloud Air. I know that Amazon does this kind of stuff all the time, right? They have greetups, they have codathons where they're getting people trained up on what services are out there. Uh, I think this is a little bit bigger because we're doing DevOps and we've got big speakers coming in, uh, but it also should be a really cool, fun learning environment. And I, I personally am going to be there because um, I've used DevOps. We are building um, a, a service that we're hoping to launch for VMworld uh, on the DevOps site called VMware VM. Let's see, vCloud Air Share, and what it is, it's a social app that we're going to spin up a couple hundred VMs. And if you want to go in with your Twitter ID and pick up a VM, you can just go in and grab a VM. It's already provisioned, it's already up and running, and you get the SSH root password on your VM. You can use it for up to three months. You're messing around with the VM it doesn't cost you anything. You don't have to set up an account. You just come in with your Twitter account, and you get a VM on vCloud Air. You can use it to do stuff, and we will have pre-provisioned VMs with various Bitnami payloads, along with uh, DevOps payloads, along with Photon. So if you want to just get in and get a VM and use it and run Minecraft on it for a couple months, you know, <laughs> you get to do that. Be my guest, and then when you're done, you just check it back in. So you check out a VM, you check in a VM, and it gives you it it it, it nukes the VM, reprovisions it, and puts it back in the pool. So should be kind of cool. And since we've been building that, we've gotten a lot of experience with vCloud Air. It's been a lot of fun. I really like spinning up VMs out of nothing, right, in a, in a, in a cloud environment. I've got to say, if you've never spent time doing this, come do your belts because it's, it's a lot of fun. Josh, what else, anything else we want to talk about? Are they, can people follow you on Twitter? How do they know where, who you are? How are they going to recognize you when you're, at the, when you're at the DevOps running the developer day? <laughs> You're going to be wearing I'll be a t-shirt? No, I'll, I'll be very recognizable. I'll have my, uh, my black belt on. So you'll, you'll see the guy uh, on stage and running around the hackathon or <laughs> VMworld with, the, with his, with his vCloud Air black belt. But you can follow me, too, on Twitter. It's just Joshua Bleifer, at Joshua Bleifer. Perfect, perfect. Well, thanks for being on the, on the show. Um, I don't know if Matthew's still here, but Matthew, thanks for being on the show as well. If you've already dropped off, that's okay. Um, been a nice show. I'm looking forward to VM VMworld in uh, two more weeks. Uh, thanks for everybody in the community listening on iTunes. We appreciate it. 
Um, and I guess we're done. Any any final words from anybody on the on the call before we uh, we finish up this, this wonderful day? Going once, <laughs> going twice. All right. Well, great. Can't wait to see you there, Josh. Uh, everybody, have a great day. All right. Thanks, guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.